Welcome to the Improperly Forward production of the Everything's Not Fine podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bednick. And I'm Nicole Gonzalez. We live in a world where our lives are on display all of the time. There's a lot of pressure to keep up appearances and sugarcoat the crap. We're putting our foot down and saying we don't have to do that anymore. Everything is not fine, and that's absolutely okay. Do you have anything you want to say before we become official? Anybody? No, just hi, Nicole. I haven't seen you for a thousand years. I know. I, I feel like I just literally spent the whole weekend with you because I was watching your... Oh, funny. Oh, All your Instagrams. Funny. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Um. Okay. First, how old is Olivia? She's 14. Okay. Is she in... Is she a freshman? She's a freshman. Or is she in, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she and Roz are the same grade. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's so crazy. Did you... Oh okay. We can... Well, I guess you can add this to the thing. Did you give her the test? So we just in knowledge, kind of asking questions, we narrowed it down. She's a nine through yeah. and through. She's Aaron. Aaron is the same. It's hilarious. Uh, so Olivia wanted to take the test yesterday and I was like, oh, honey, I don't know if you're old enough. Like they say that it's not, you know, Yeah. I can't, I can't figure her out because she's her it's personality hard. is so yeah I think it's hard at this age okay we're not going to talk about this anymore because okay. we have to get into it okay yeah hey guys it's Kel and Nicole we have a super fun episode today I say that every week I say it's going to be super fun every week but this week it's really super fun because we have a guest yay our yay. first guest uh, this week, Nicole Allen is joining us. Um, you may have listened to the bonus episode that I put up over the weekend. That is a what I am calling now the crossover episode with our dear friend Morgan Wiley on the Lotus Bloom podcast. Nicole and I were on with her and talking about the Enneagram. And we have brought her on today to dive into it more deeply with us um, and just talk about how it relates to family and all that good stuff. So welcome, Nicole. Yay. Thank you. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, It's going to be so fun. So <clears throat> it's going to be a little confusing to start with. Nicole Allen. And Nicole Gonzalez, obviously, are both Nicoles. So we're going to try to keep it to calling our guest, Nicole Allen, Nick today, because that's her nickname to her friends. And I've called her that for years. Um, sometimes I don't, maybe I haven't. I don't know. Maybe that's not going to be natural to me. Do I call you that? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. That's weird. Does anyone ever call you Nikki? So literally only my family calls me Nikki. And it's hilarious because anybody that doesn't, because my family lives in the Midwest, so they're not around. So whenever they meet them, they have this like wide eyed look almost immediately. And they're like, who the heck is Nikki? And I <laughs> laugh because it's like, it sounds so natural out of their mouth. Yeah. But anybody else tries, like I have clients that will try to call me Nikki and I look at them like, who are Excuse you? Me? <laughs> yes. I have a select, so <laughs> a select few people that have always called me Nikki. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And it doesn't bother me. I don't think I've ever heard. I've never heard anybody call either of you Nikki. And I certainly would never call either of you Nikki. 
Yeah. It feels super foreign except out of my family. Like I'm I'm Aunt Nikki in Iowa and Minnesota. Like that's where my family is. And so I'm Aunt Nikki there, but that's it. No one else. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Nobody will be Nikki today. Okay. Today. Okay. So um I I was thinking about this like this whole process today and like all of the things that I want to talk about. I didn't think at all about like the chit chat topics. So it's just a free for all. Um, <laughs> but I'm so excited that we have somebody else with us to chit chat with us. So um, we just normally do our check in. Nicole and I don't talk to each other throughout the week very often. So we have lots of catching up to do when we get on here. So we just want you to be a part of that, Nick. And okay whatever you have to offer or <clears throat> oh I did we did talk about we want to talk about what shows we're watching right now so we'll get into that in a few minutes but Nicole mm-hmm. how was your week it was good it's so funny when you ask me because I literally have to like mentally go back through the days and be like what yeah. what was days this? have no meaning no time what was does not exist week? anymore what did we do this week? More working in the yard. Did they, were they out. better? Did they do the yes. work without you having to yell? Good. Yes. It's because I, I withheld food. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right. Well, and like I told, I told Larry, I was like, okay, this, this is what needs to happen today. Can you back me up? He was like, we got it. I had, I had reinforcements. Oh, nice. So I told them as soon as we get this done, we laid rock. And so it was like, like little river rock. And so I said, as soon as this gets this, as soon as we get this done, then we'll have lunch. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> They'll do anything for Nice. <laughs> yeah. Smart. I saw on, I saw on Instagram your cup idea oh, yes. for the kids to that's brilliant. How is it working? <laughs> oh, I did a lot of hiking. I did a lot of hiking this week too. That was the week. Oh, um, the cup thing is going so good. And the funny thing is, is so now they panic because they don't want to lose their cup. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Amazing. They don't want to lose their disposable cup. Yeah. But yeah. They right. But if you read, she's not giving another one. I am not. So that was I, real. I'm like, not. Even I was like, oh. Don't lose it. Yep. I'm not. I'm so you guys. They literally and the the oldest child, the teenager, is the worst. Cause she'll yeah. get a, a new cup oh, yeah. and then she'll go take it to wherever whatever room she's sitting in and she'll leave it there. Then she'll come back into the kitchen and get another cup. And I'm like, oh, I'm done. Done with the cups. Yeah. Yeah. Try yeah. it out. Try it out for a day and just see. Like your kids, it works. <laughs> we have like I don't know, Target or Walmart or one of those places was selling like plastic, not disposable, but just like plastic around the house cups for like 25 or 50 cents each. So I bought, we probably have 20 of these now. We have a whole cupboard that's just these stupid cups and they are generally three quarters of the way gone by the end of the day, every day. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm just like, it's insane. I just go on a cup collection and they're, like evenly dispersed mm-hmm. between the two kids' rooms and Jim's area. Mm-hmm. Like he also is a cup hoarder. I was I went out there the other day and I was like, seriously, there's five cups on your desk. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so yeah, it's a problem. And and yeah, my brother in general. Well, so my brother Connor had the idea of new cup, new name. So every morning <laughs> okay. they have to pick new names. And that's kind of adds I love it. it adds to the yep. Yeah, 
Yesterday they all had new names. Today they had new names. I don't know. Okay, that's cute. We got to throw in that some sort really of like cute. excitement in our life. <laughs> yes, it's true. Well, I was talking to a friend yesterday and her son is eight or something. And he literally looked at her and he goes, mom, every day is just the same. I can't, I can't do it. And so I get that. I think it's good. Yeah. Got to get creative. Yep. Yeah. New name. I like it. New cup, new name. Yeah. Today, cool. today Quaid was Bob Ross. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, he's got a good little fro going on right now. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. So, Nick, how's your family doing in all of this craziness? Uh, everybody's doing pretty good. Um, thankfully, everyone gets along pretty well, so that's helpful. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and now, like, Aaron's a teacher, and so he's doing his virtual you know, teaching and stuff. So he's busy and then the kids are doing school. So they're pretty busy um, during the week. So that's helpful, actually. Um, I'm yeah. the only one. So as a hairdresser, I'm, you know, on quarantine and can't work. So um, I'm probably the one that's driving everyone the most crazy because I am so far up their asses about like <laughs> everything because I have nothing else to do. I'm like, have you called? Have you done it? Have you checked that box? Have you, you know? Yes. <laughs> So that's me. Yes. It's, it's kind of comical. I have been doing also like we've done a lot of yard projects and planting and all of that stuff, which has been helpful. Um, yeah, I had like, you know, emotional roller coaster, and because we'll get into this later, but with my personality, I'm very like, um, oriented towards like doing and, and getting things done. And so finally I was like breaking down. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just, I just, you know, not okay. And Aaron just looked at me like if he could have slapped me to like get my sense about me, he would have, he didn't, but he was like, what? <laughs> He's like, we're going to find you things to do every day. You need success. I'm like, I really Aww. do. I really, really do. So oh, I love it. It was helpful. It's, it's good. He knows that about you. Yeah, he was he was like, you need something productive every day and we're going to find it. It will be fine. So <laughs> it's been helpful since then. I love that. <laughs> Isn't it funny that I, I started talking about this on my Instagram stories the other day and then I just was like done with it. I didn't even I was like, I'm just whining. There's no solution here. I deleted it. I do that a lot. I need to get over it. But anyway, <laughs> I um, you don't just close your eyes and hit post like mm -hmm. me. I do, but then I'm like, oh, screw it. At this just post it. Stupid numbers. I'm like, I, oh, I'm really trying to get over it. I hate that I can see the numbers or like who swipes and who watches and who deletes and like, you gets can out see of it. if they swipe and don't watch. That is, well, I can't see who oh. that I shouldn't say that. I can see how many people do. So, oh. like, if 20 people watch, then you can see like 15 people clicked ahead or clicked out of your story and moved on to the next one. If I see that, I'm like, well, I, this is stupid. I'm going to take it down. I wish I couldn't see that because I'm so driven by oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. So I try to make myself not look, but I can't. Yeah, I'm so glad yeah, I, I can see mine. Yeah. Oh, you can, but I won't tell you how. Don't tell me. Um, I don't want to I'll save, that. I'll save you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, same. I don't, I should not have that information. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Oh, I, the roller coaster of emotions like that. I am so done with the roller coaster day by day of emotions. I, I just want to figure out why so that I can like try to flatten 
the ups and downs, like to make them less up and down. If I could figure that out, I would be a happier person, I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, if you figure it out, let us know. <laughs> yeah, right? If I figure it out, I'll be like world famous because I think everybody's feeling it. Yeah, at least on some <clears throat> level, which is helpful. I have been here, like, I'm definitely listening to a lot of podcasts. And one of them that I listen yeah. to really a lot has been saying that, like, yeah. Be easy with yourself because everyone is experiencing stress. Like, yes. it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. That's what it is right now. Yeah. Which even just that has been helpful. Yeah. Nicole, it is helpful. that was one thing. That was one thing that I totally loved about your, I don't know if it was, I think it was on your Instagram story. You were talking about, um, I think, personality too. Mm-hmm. And you were telling the story about, talking to yourself and giving yourself grace. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I do that for everyone else. Yep. (laughs) I do that for my kids. I do that for my husband. I do it for my in-laws. I do it for my friends. Like, I'm always like, you got this. You can do this. You're okay. It's okay. You're a good mom. But I don't do it to myself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm the last person that I give encouragement to. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm that was awesome i'm never gonna that was so awesome that was awesome i dropped my i dropped my phone on some button on the computer it was perfect timing (laughs) sorry sorry guys yeah (sighs) yeah it is always um hardest to do that for ourselves Yeah. yeah which i think is yeah yeah, it it's like, why oh. it's so I think it's so important to remind ourselves of that because especially as moms, but you know, we're yeah. so easy it's so easy to see it in other people and encourage and care for and tell people like go easy on yourself, but you know, we so rarely say that to ourselves even though honestly, we're probably the ones that need it the most. Yeah. 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 It's so true. I was um I did a podcast recording this morning with um, a friend of all of ours, Stephen James Wiley. And that was one of the main things we were talking about is not only the negative self-talk, but he was talking about how every day he's like talking to himself, like, yeah, yeah, just positive, whatever your own positive affirmation is that you need to be giving to yourself. And I was like, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at the negative self-talk. Sure. Like, you're a horrible human being or, you know, whatever type of things. I have Mm -hmm. been much more mindful of that recently, but like going the next step to say kind things to myself, that's what I, like, I felt so challenged by him when he was talking about it of, I've got to get to that place of, and that I think is part of showing grace is just like being able to say the nice things. And I like it f- makes me yeah. feel sweaty and uncomfortable just thinking about like going and looking mm. at myself in the mirror and saying the kind things, which, oh, I hate that. Yeah, but too. anyway, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to, I put, I set a daily reminder on my phone. That's adorable. To say nice things to myself. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at folks. Yeah, seriously. Little post-it notes. Post-it notes all over your house. Like, remember remember when you were moving in and you were, like, trying to figure out where to put your pots and pans? I did. I Okay. Well, get your post-it notes out again, Kel. In Master's Commission, 
Yeah, my MC year, I think it was my year. It was a big thing to like telling yourself the truth, you know, and people made signs and put on their mirror or whatever. I always had signs around. I need to do it again. And for my kids too. Yeah. Like you are kind. You are patient. <laughs> yeah. I don't let my kids. I don't let my kids talk bad about themselves, but it's like, mm. well, I let I don't let them. So why do I allow myself? Yeah, like it's yeah. true. All right, there set a reminder on your phone to yep. be nice to yourself. Okay. Um, Nicole, what podcast was that that you or Nick? What podcast was that that you were talking about? I love listening to the Enneagram Journey podcast with Suzanne uh-huh. Stabile, who's one of the authors of a couple of the books that I've started yeah. with, with um, introducing the Enneagram and everything. Um, and she's yeah. like in her sixties and she, it was so refreshing to hear this like very mature woman who's done a lot of like internal work say like, you know what? It's just hard. This whole yeah. thing, it's just hard and we are in stress. And so sometimes you just got to know it'll be better tomorrow or yeah. <laughs> it'll be better in an hour or whatever. Yeah, that's good. So you're also listening to the Brene Brown, right? <gasps> oh my God. She's, uh, it, I love her. I've loved her for years and yeah. I have like consumed anything she puts out. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I've been on this journey for like five or six years. Uh, just some of the work that she does around shame and vulnerability and yeah. imperfection and all of that. Yeah. Um, but her podcast, man, it is just at the right time. God, isn't it? Have you listened at okay, all yet, so, Nicole? No. So this is my question about her. I didn't, I didn't know nothing about her until, until I started doing the podcast with you, mm-hmm. Kelly, and you introduced me to her. But I feel like everything that she says is so heavy. Like literally one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> like is like a gut. Yes. And so I'm like, I don't know if I could handle a whole podcast of her. Mm. I would literally have to pause and be like, that's enough for today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow for five that more minutes. Because true. I feel everything. Like I can't, I can't. I'm one of those people that like you say one good piece, a chunk, like a, mm-hmm. a nugget. And I'm going to savor that yeah. for a couple days. Wow. And then I'm going to go back because I feel like it's too much. Yeah. Like it's just, I'm not going to, I don't know. So that's I haven't so tried good, your though. podcast yet. That's good that you do, that you recognize that and you do that because I do, I walk away and I'm like, what is, what was that one thing? What was that other thing? Like there was, yeah. there's so much meat that, yeah, I yeah. see where you're coming from with that for sure. For sure. I've done that so, with her book. Is her podcast like that? Is it just super meaty um, and I need, or is it, is there? I th- I would say it's more, co- she has guests every week. Like she had Alicia Keys, which oh okay. was one of my favorite. And oh my the gal that okay, started, gonna, oh yeah. And the gal that started the I Me Too her. movement. Do you remember her name, Nicole? I oh, don't. She, no, I right. don't, unfortunately. It's Okay. Um, anyway, those were probably my two favorites. Um, it, but it is a lot more conversational. Okay, I'm doing the Alicia Yeah, Keys start factor. there and then you'll be hooked. That's, that's yeah. I will say the conversation okay. factor Done. does help. But every podcast I've definitely had um, a couple of things that I'm like, oh, man, I got to write that down. Like oh, I'll yeah. pause it and I'll either write it down or I'll just like sit in it like, oh, my God, that was so good. Yeah. Um, more recently in one of them, she was talking about, and I think she's done other stuff about this, but she was talking about how, um, the, 
pension as an adult person to still an adult woman, like to still want to be a good girl. And like, that's such a filter for her. And I was like, Oh my God, that is such a driving force in me. And it, and it's ridiculous, but like, I, (laughs) you know, I still care about what my parents think and I want to like, um, and not, I have lovely parents, but like, I want to edit so that I get their approval. And I think about like what things are going to appear like to them. Yeah. And, um, like I'm so over it and I need to be over it. And I know that, but it was such a like real way for her to phrase that. Yes. Like the, the yeah. you know, still kind of filtering things to be a good girl. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I, just, I wonder if that was her, uh, was the podcast episode with Glennon Doyle, who is my oh, yes. other like kill me oh now always same type of thing nicole nicole yeah. how she like it's yeah. just always meat on the bone to me was that always the one was that the one that she did with glennon's wife i don't oh as maybe well. they were both on there but she has a podcast episode that's just glennon and her but i okay I, I had heard somebody else on instagram was saying that the podcast with uh um, Brene oh. Brown, Glennon Doyle, and then Glennon's. Oh, wife. they had an Instagram I live. I think they just did like an Instagram oh, okay, live. Okay, okay. Somebody they said it. They said it was awesome. Yes. Well, okay. So those four. These are my like women who get me, who are getting me through life, but also wrecking my life at the same time. Yeah. Um, Brene, Glennon Doyle, and Abby Wambach. Wambach. She's her her wife. Abby's or. Abby and Glennon are married. Yes. Glennon Doyle's wife. Yes. And um, Jen Hatmaker. I'm not huge. I'm not as big of a fan of Jen Hatmaker as I am the other. She's a little too feely for me than, you know, I'm I'm not as feely of a person. So that sometimes bugs me. Um, (laughs) I love you, Jen Hatmaker. (laughs) If you ever listen to us, I still love you. I was going to say, I I love love Jen Hatmaker too. Sometimes. I got to order her new book. What's it called? Oh, Fire. yes. I am excited for that. Fire, Fire Feisty. Fierce, from, free, know. and full of fire. And I have it. And I've read like yeah. two pages. And I was like, okay, I'm not ready for this. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I will be. I will be. But it was like I was just in a two of a like distracted mode. Yes. So I haven't really cracked it yet. But I'm super excited about it. Yeah. I am okay. excited for that. Who was my yeah. person? Maybe it was just the four of them. Yeah. Me? Well, and yes, <laughs> obviously. No, <laughs> but they uh, regularly are kicking my ass right now. Which yeah, is good. well, and the the timing of Glennon's book just came out untamed, and yeah. it was holy crap! It was so freaking good. Yeah. So this is fun little thing, Ellie. I I'm almost finished with Untamed, and I really just have in my mama gut like that it's the perfect time for Ellie to listen to it and Mm. so we have this we each have this journal thing excuse me thing that we are working on like we she has a journal and I have a journal and we like we haven't done it in a really long time we've only done it a few times if I'm honest but we had these grand ideas when we first got them that we were just gonna sit and spend an hour and like do whatever in our journal together, but just side by side, like some time to each of us work on our own thing, but together 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, this is today, tonight we're going to start and every day we're going to listen to a chapter of Untamed with our journals and like whatever, like doodle or whatever in our journals while we listen. I have to do things like that to get her to like want to connect with me <laughs> so, or yeah. want to do what I think she should do. But that, um, anyway, I'm excited about that. I'll remind me to follow up and tell you how it's going because. Tell her to draw. Yeah. To doodle. Cause well, she, uh, yeah. she's an amazing artist. She is. And so I think I that's the thing. She's like this amazing artist. So whenever we do this journal thing, she's like makes these beautiful pictures and, you know, she gets her yeah. feelings out through drawing and stuff. And then I'm like oh. drawing stick figures and doodles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that's happening. And I'm, I don't know. I cross your fingers. Cause I'm hoping it'll be a good, good little connection yeah. thing. Very. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's what we're doing to keep ourselves sane is letting these women beat us up in our souls with their podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> good. We're being freed. Yes, it is. I say that it's horrible, but it's because I just fight vulnerability to my core. Yeah. So that's yeah. what makes it so hard. All right. So since we've been chatting for 30 minutes and we don't want this to be a two and a half hour episode again, we should probably dive in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like we could do this all day, but we should probably be responsible with our time. Um. <laughs> so this is kind of how this all came about. Uh, Nick and I have a friend, Morgan, who, well, you guys have heard this. If you, here's the time. If you do not know what the Enneagram is, you don't know the purpose of this show, please stop now. Go back to bonus episode. It's episode number 12, um, called the crossover episode, something about the Enneagram. I don't know what it's called. It's episode 12. And just listen to, to that beginning part or throughout Nick does an amazing job of like telling what the Enneagram is. And I, I do, Nick, want you to talk about a little bit just how it's more than a personality test for you sure. and, and kind of all of that. But then she also goes into every type on that show and kind of gives a brief description of what it is and helps you get an understanding of what you probably are. And then also gives some great resources of books and things like that that you can read and and obviously like the podcast and different things so if you have any interest in that please refer back to that episode because we don't want to be repetitive and go through it all again um even if you don't have an interest i that's it's not going to be so much that you don't even understand what's going on in this episode today so i don't feel like you're going to miss anything if you just keep listening or it's going to be like you're in the dark if you keep listening because mm-hmm. it's just talking about who we are as people. So it's whatever. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to make sure people knew that episode 12 is full of good stuff about um, about the Enneagram and all of that. So Nick, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving, you know, one or two minutes of what the Enneagram is to you, kind of the, the thing that started the journey, whatever you feel like you want to do to introduce the Enneagram. Okay. We'll go from there. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So basically the Enneagram is a personality typing system uh, at its really basic description. Um, It's basically says uh, we all have different ways of seeing the world, right? Which of Mm -hmm. course we all experience. 
Um, what makes it different it, for me is that it is based on our motivations. Um, because a lot of us, we all have this, we have similar actions, but why we do what we do is what actually matters. Um, and so it's way more based about on our like internal dialogue and the way that we see the world and then um, kind of what comes of that. Yeah. Um, and so for me, what's been really life-giving is that um, to acknowledge first off that, you know, how I do see is different than how other people do. And, and that in itself to realize that like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that has been so helpful just in communication. Yeah. And then on top of it, of course, um, to learn and grow as a human and as a person in my own like personality or yeah. perspectives or whatever. And so one, one thing I often say, and I did say this in the other one, but um, what I love about the Enneagram is that it is not a box to put you into. It is a system that helps us illuminate the box that we are already stuck in yeah. and gives us tools on how to get out of that. So it's not as flat and like information only. I mean, it certainly can be, but I think that if you really, if it clicks in you, I, I think that there's so much to glean and grow and grace to receive yeah. um, for ourselves and then also able to have new words to um, communicate more clearly, like where we're coming from yes. and how to bridge the gap with people that do see differently. Yeah. Because in my house, we um, we are all different personalities. So we are not the same, you know, and how we see and how we process. And that has been so life-giving for us um, just as a family. Yeah. Well, and for you, you you and Aaron have very different personalities. You're, you know, you, you operate in a very different realm and then you have three basically teenagers now. Yes. Who, we, we have three, we do have three teenagers. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, Oh, Holy cow. That is so helpful. And for me too, like as, as I've started kind of diving into this, I love that you just said it helps you to give grace for yourself and for other people and for those people around you, like that has been the biggest thing for me has is part of that. Just, oh, OK, this is <laughs> this isn't you being a stubborn ass or this isn't right. me being a jerk. And this is this is part of my makeup. I'm not excusing myself, but that's right. I can look at this and be like, OK, this is part of who I am. Maybe I need to work on doing it a little differently, but I'm never going to not be a challenger. Like, <laughs> right, right. That's yep. not going to change about me. So, um, yeah, and and especially with having teenagers now, starting to see some of those things more cemented in them, mm -hmm. or um, especially like with Ellie, seeing we did her little like evaluation or whatever yesterday to kind of see, you know, just an idea of probably what she is, and she just looked at me and she was like the whole time I'm reading to her, the different qualities or whatever, her mouth is just right. open and she's yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I'm okay. Like, yeah, this is just who I am. I'm not a codependent, like life sucker. It's, you know, right. or whatever. And, and yes, it can be that way, especially in the teenage years, there can, some of those traits can be way more intense or way more, you know, whatever, but it's, it's just part of the positive qualities 
in us that may seem negative at times, but it, if, if we have the knowledge, then we can use them for, for positive. <laughs> yes, we so, can use our powers for good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she probably thought in the back of her mind that she needed to change. Well, yes, exactly. That's exactly. And it's like, you don't need to, ch- you know. Well, and you are how you are can you and, change something that's yeah. so deep in you? You're constantly at war with yourself. And yeah, so, right. Yeah. And so like, cause so my oldest is also a two and mm-hmm. that is, and that's a quality, right? The need to be needed and you want to fix yeah. and you want to, you kind of want to swoop in and save the day. That's a, just a pension. Yeah. And there are beautiful heartfelt qualities in that they see people, people open up to them yes. really uniquely. And when they've not even known each other very long, like yeah. there is a very positive, powerful qualities um, but as teenagers, especially, but just as people, how helpful is it to be able to then say, okay, so one of the the other side of that coin is that you, you know, you maybe have hard time having boundaries right. and you want to save the day when sometimes that's not your job. Yeah. Sometimes it's your job to love them and to, you know, support them, but you can't be their savior. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to reiterate that in their own minds and hearts. And if we can give them tools now, think of how many things that they potentially might not have oh. to go through that are so hard, Yes, you know, yeah. and yes. that's what's yeah. been so helpful. Like for our son, um, you know, with girls and whatever, like his first girlfriend experience, he, it was so super codependent and he wanted to save her. Like yeah. he was like, I can be that for her, you know? And I'm like, no, okay, (laughs) hold on. Let's, you know, we didn't know the Enneagram then, but it was shortly thereafter that we did. And so I was like, Hey, some of this is just teenagehood, right? This is just sort of across the board, but you actually do have an extra dose of this and it's really natural in you. So it is something that you have to guard a little more carefully um, to not find yourself in serious trouble or into, in a, you know, relationship or a marriage where you're just the savior of the world because that is not going to work. Yeah. And, and so for him to have awareness and even now he is in a pretty serious relationship and with somebody else and she's wonderful, but they are very cognizant of it. And so she will oftentimes say like, um, I want to talk about it. Thank you for being there for me, but I don't want you to fix it, you know? And, and like, I don't want you to come over and just knock heads or whatever, like whatever the situation (laughs) is, um, you know, he, he can still have such a pension to want to swoop in, but, but to be able to know that about himself has been so helpful, um, you know, and to be able to then check in, okay, wait, how am I feeling? What is it that I'm, um, what is it that I'm feeling? What is mine to do? Which for a two is a really good question to ask themselves. Yeah. And that's such, that's such maturity. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, I know grown ass adults. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, for him to figure that out about himself and at that age is that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, to me, that's part of the power of what this is as a tool that we can utilize, um, giving our kids more awareness and more self-awareness and trying to give them, you know, emotional intelligence and just to, to learn how to ask themselves questions. Okay. I'm feeling this. What is it that I'm feeling? You know, um, it's the stuff I wish I had. I mean, it's crazy to be yeah. yes. 41 and 
you know, have that be a new tool for me, yeah. you know? So I'm so glad to, that we have it. And it's been such um, a gift in my life, but then also to be able to try to help our kids, you know, if we can give them shortcuts on some life yeah. hacks and <laughs> how to know themselves better and communicate yeah. more clearly and learn that other people are different, um, you know, is, is huge. Yeah. Nicole, you were asking before we started recording about um, just at what point, at what age or stage of maturity or whatever, is it a good idea to start this with the, with your kids? What, uh-huh. can you say, that, can you ask your question again? Or, oh yeah. So my oldest is 14 and um, I was trying to figure out like what number she was. And then I have a 12 year old and a nine year old and a five year old. So, and I, it's kind of funny because I feel like my nine year old, he has such a strong, big personality Mm -hmm. that I could kind of figure him out, which I don't know. I'm sure he'll change and grow and mature, but, um, like what, how old do you think that your kids should be before you can start kind of figuring out where they fit? Yeah. So, I mean, technically, you know, they're the only ones that can make that decision as far as because it's about motivation. Like it's about that Uh internal dialogue. Um, I think Liv, if she's um, able to distinguish what she really feels versus what she thinks she should be, I think that's the biggest thing because so often and adults do it, too. You know, we answer like a test how we want to be more usually than how we in reality are. So, um, you know, I think it's not too early if she has some self-awareness of that. Um, Uh But I also think being able to hold it, you know, gently and openly that, you know, some of that is... It she could she's still developing as a person and all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that the the more introverted personalities or people are sometimes a little uh, more complex to yeah. observe. I, because, I I couldn't figure her out because she's yeah. very she's very um, laid back, very mm-hmm. easygoing, very yeah introvert, big time. Right. Yeah. So I think some of it, you know, especially if, as you start to know, um, different markers, I think you Uh can start to ask, you know, questions or like if she's Uh interested, I mean, she could certainly take that. Um, there's a quiz or whatever on that app that I had Uh mentioned in the, that crossover podcast Mm -hmm. that, um, it, it actually gives three possibilities based on how you answered And I thought that was helpful. Don't take it in order. Like just look at all three of those and see what kind of fits more Uh um, just as a guidance. So that's something she could do. Again, it's hard because sometimes it's helpful to do it together because um, especially the younger. I would definitely sit down with her. Yeah. You you know, but we're also. Help her, guide her. Yeah. There's so many people that, you know, we just want to answer how we want to be, like how I wish I was Yeah. (laughs) rather than, you know, what it really is. Yeah. So, um, so there's that, um, what I've come to find has been helpful is just learning about all the personalities. When I see different things in my kids, 
rather than worrying about, oh my God, they're totally a two or, oh my God, they're totally a whatever. Like I can still speak to that struggle because I have new words for that and ask like, Hey, are you feeling a lot of pressure right now? Like, do you feel a lot of internal criticism? Like, are you, or how, you know, Mm -hmm. or, um, are you feeling really lack of energy? Like you just are done for the day. Like you need a lot of alone time. Okay. Like, you know, being able to kind of identify different things and trying to help give them tools, um, even just through that, you know. That's really good. So, yeah. I, really I mean, I think I say go for it, you know. Yeah, and, I'm going to try and see. Yeah. yeah, especially certainly younger is harder. Younger, I wouldn't yet. Um, I And like I said, more it would be about observing and then mm-hmm. seeing specific behavior or maybe tendencies and being able to speak to those and give them tools um, is how it's helped me is being able to do that with my kids. That's kind of where I've started. Um, You know, just emotionally as they're maturing and going through all of these different things, being able to kind of speak to some of that and try to give them um, more tools and words to even put words to how they're feeling or what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got the app just kind of getting ready for today because I knew Nicole that you were like listening and trying to determine what you were to get ready for today. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get this app and just see, like go through the, the, the quiz that the app gives with Jim and see. So in my mind, Jim was going to be, I can't remember either like a six or a two or so. I don't, I don't know what it was for sure. I for sure, probably a two or one other. And we go through the quiz and it gives those three, or three possibilities and the first one no the second one no and then we're reading the third one which is a one and it's literally I was like there's no way there's no way this is you so I'm reading all the qualities to him and he's like yep 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 and it was shocking to me because the outside qualities like the things that I observe and see in him yeah, I mean, they registered, but it's the internal motivation that I mm-hmm. literally was like, I never, it was, there were things I was like, I've been married to for almost 18 years. <laughs> I don't know this. It's so bizarre. But yeah. there were so many years for Jim that he spent operating or like as a two, which is a helper and, you know, all these things. And when we're talking about, I'm like, but what about these qualities? And he's like, oh yeah, I've acted that way, but that's just self-preservation. Like Mm. what it really was going on inside of me felt much different than that. It's just, that's how I, you know, especially in the world of the cult, like that's just how I made sure to stay under the radar and be accepted and approved of is by having those qualities. But that's not necessarily how I felt inside, which was very, and he like, he's not really one to get wrapped up in this kind of stuff, but um, so that was, I think Saturday that we did that. And then, yeah. And then yesterday morning, we're talking, he's like, yeah, I woke up thinking about it. It's been on my mind all morning. Mm. And so it was very, um, I was surprised by how much he, it really was illuminating to him too. And that's awesome. It really is. And for me, like the discovering some things for me have brought some healing, um, to me, but just to see that in him. And then last night to see that in Ellie too, like there was real, healing there or the start of some healing there. So, um, 
it's more than just, I mean, I'm not trying to like start the cult of the Enneagram or anything. (laughs) Yeah, totally. it's, It's more than just, you know, a simple knowledge. Like if it's something that if you're on a journey, it's like you said, it's an amazing tool for that journey to help you know, yeah. get to new levels. So, I okay. Think, I, I got, I'm dying to know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just oh, going to say, I think it would really help because I'm thinking about my husband and like some of the men in my life. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think it really would help them understand why they do the things they do. Yes. Because so, a lot of men are not in touch with their feelings. And I right. think they have reactions that they don't like. Mm-hmm. but they don't know why they do it. I mean, I've heard yeah. my husband say those words. I don't know why I do that. Yeah. Because, and so it's like, maybe that would really help um, men, especially yep. the men in your life to figure out like, why do I respond like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. That's so true. It's so true. That, that was what was so helpful several years ago. We were listening. I was I felt pretty confident that my husband was a nine um, and we talked a little bit about it and kind of joked like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Some of that's familiar. Well, then he listened to, we were on a road trip and he was listening to a podcast of someone that was sharing their own experience as a nine. And he like paused and he was just like, tears were running down his cheeks. And he just said, my God, I, I either thought I was the only weirdo that this was true for Or like, Mm -hmm. I have felt so frustrated because I feel like I'm trying and yet I I didn't realize that that Mm -hmm. was why. Like, so his thing, because it would be for years, like, why? You never listen. Why aren't you listening? (laughs) And he's like, I'm trying. We'll come to find out that nines truly in their like just makeup, they really only hear about 60% of what's said. Because they have this whole inner world that they are so easily like distracted into. And when somebody mm-hmm. says something that triggers some a thought, they like go off on this rabbit trail. And you can see when all of a sudden, like, you're not here. Okay. Hello. <laughs> like, and it's just for a few <laughs> seconds. But then, but, yeah. but like without having that knowledge, I thought, why, why don't you care enough to listen? Why are you such an yeah. asshole? Yeah. You know, like yeah. in reality, like at the worst of when I'm just being like, what the frick? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And so to help to realize that and to realize like, okay, he's not actually trying to be a jerk. He's not trying to not care. This is just part of who he is. And so yeah. some of for him, what's helped is then knowing that then he has had to also go, okay, if there's a conversation that's really important or there's something I need to be really listening to, I don't do multitasking well. So I'm going to put the phone down and I'm going to actually look at you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or I'm, I, you know, there's just certain personalities that do can do multitasking and others that don't as well. And so even just that practical nature for him has been so helpful between yeah. us. Um, you Have know. you seen um, a, a profound change in your marriage since both of you have really tuned in to this? A hundred percent because it's given us understanding and a little bit of grace um, Mm -hmm. for each other, but it's also given us like a shorthand because, you know, we've been married for almost 20 years. It's, you know, we've gotten to places we've grown, we've worked together, but there are certain things that this just, I wish we would have known all these years ago because 
it made it so much more clear, you know, and like, he's a processor emotionally. So he would spend, you know, I don't know how I feel. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, how do you not know? I know what I feel. I have 17 feelings right now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and so I, for years I'd be like, what the, what the hell? Like, you don't know because you don't care is kind of how I would almost feel. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think I've said those words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Reality truly is. Yeah. That like, (laughs) oh, okay. You actually, you're still processing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, to be able to give him time and not to hurry him up and fill in the blanks was a big one for me. Um, you know, and then also to pay attention when he's saying, hun, slow down. Like, you need to stop and feel like, let's talk about how you're feeling. And I'll say, I'm fine. And he's like, fine is not a feeling. (laughs) Well, shit. Okay. (laughs) So everything's not fine. Right? Everything is not always fine. Absolutely. Didn't you know? Yes, I've heard. (laughs) So yeah, it's been, it's been really helpful for us just because he, you know, for years, he would say, but especially since just learning more about each other and ourselves, you know, he will say, babe, I don't think you quite realize what a force of nature you can be. Yeah. Um, and so like, once you realize that that's, you can come into a room and, you know, you gotta whoo, pull back just a little bit <laughs> and like, take a sec, take a breath, you know, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. Yeah. It, it's been really helpful. Not that it's always easy, but helpful. Yeah. But just having someone, like you said, that shorthand of like, okay, yeah, that very helpful. So in a sec, I want to talk about Nicole and what her, like her quiz, like where she's at. But first I just want to tell a really funny on the heels of Aaron telling you you're a force of nature. So when we, (laughs) when our life changed, um, which we've talked about ad nauseum at this point, uh, at, at the economic crash in the, in 07, we picked our family picked up and moved to Spokane for a while. And while we were getting our, like literally figuring our life out, Jim, Jim had a job and that's what we knew. And we had to move out of our house because we had no money for it. And that's also what we knew. So we went in Aaron and Nicole so lovingly graciously opened their home to us for we didn't know how long but it ended up being what Nicole three months yeah I think it was yeah um so that was the most amazing time but Nick and I were sister wives for I mean without the weird bedroom stuff right for (laughs) we always have to put that out there for like three months and they our husbands would always be like the two of you could take over the world. It's true. Like, <laughs> and it's so true between my like challenger yep. <laughs> take on everything and yours. It's there's a synergy amongst like there's certain types of people that you get that energy together and you can take over the world for sure. People should okay, be afraid so wait, of us. What, what number are you Kelly? So I'm an eight, which is called the challenger. Uh huh. And then Nicole, you're a, Three? I'm a three. Yep. Called the achiever. Okay. Or the okay. performer. Yeah. Okay. So Nicole Jean, what, mm-hmm. where are you at here? I'm a seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. 
Okay, so when I took the test, my seven and my two yep. were equal. Okay. But I kind of went back to thinking about like who I am at the root, like even before I was married with kids. Yes. And yeah. I'm I, I'm a seven. Yeah. Like so, through and through. But I think I kind of have adopted parts of two yep. as a mom and as a wife. Yes. So what I would say, yeah, anytime a woman specifically says, I think I'm a two, I it's um it's usually about 30% of the time maybe it's true. And most of the time yeah. it's it's not because we women just life requirements, um, mm-hmm. especially as we become moms and all of that type of life part of life. Um, we definitely like we have to adapt, you know, you, yeah, you take it on because it's what life requires of us. The other factor in that though, too, that is, is huge is if you, if anybody grew up in the South or grew up in a very Christian environment, women's Mm. roles were to be that self-sacrificing helper servant too. Like that was the picture of ultimate womanhood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, anybody that especially grew up or was involved like we were in like crazy church, um, I think that's definitely a pension to have that on the radar just because, like I said, Mm -hmm. you know, that was so pushed the like, we create a home and we do this and this is our role and the support and the, you know, all of those kinds of things. Um, Whereas that seven is a, you definitely as a mom, like that is an overlay of, of reality of life. And, and because we yeah. care about our people, like, of course we do. Um, but I'm glad that you're able to kind of look back through that and kind of go, okay, but on the inside, you know, yeah, yeah. that's so helpful. That's so cool. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like, <laughs> when I think about my motives, like I'm serving you because yeah. I think it's fun. I'm taking care of you because I want to make you happy. Oh, I want to have fun. Yes. (laughs) You know, like my whole motive behind why I'm taking care of you. Yeah. And would you say that for you, like when you're in the, like talking about the feelings, do you tend to kind of go back to like what you think more than the feel? Like, is that kind of more of your go-to or like more of the like sevens, we usually say they're really comfortable in the top half of emotions. So the, anything that's the positive, um, that's yeah. the, you know, that's definitely the comfort zone. I mean, we're in our getting eking towards midlife. So obviously we, yeah, we should be more mature than that <laughs> on uh-huh. some level. But as far as what, like my tendency or your tendency, um, I I'm super comfortable in the top half, yeah. like meaning the po- the when we say the top half, we mean like the positive, yes. happy, yep, glasses half full for sure. Yeah, yes, I am very comfortable there. But like you've said before, because of life experiences and because of all the shit I've been through, yep, um, I can go deep. Yep, and I can. But like my whole goal is to be like. Yes, I will go deep with you, but it's to bring you up. Like, yes. you know, like, <laughs> yes, come join me up here. <laughs> totally. Yes, I will go deep with you, but it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's just the don't worry, be happy. Like, that is yeah. just 
um, it's easy for me. It's, you know, yes, I can get, I can get low and, and dark, but it's just for a short time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think yeah. just knowing that, like, there's such a strength in that, you know, but yeah, I think that's where, like for me, cause so it's funny, we, all three of us then we're all in the aggressive stance, which means yes. our feet were a little bit repressed in our feelings because we're not usually letting ourselves feel all of them. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we'd much rather like, okay, moving on. Let's, yes. you know, yes. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you're sad. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so that just even in that to be able to start going, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? Um, you know, and let ourselves kind of feel it and name it. Um, yeah. you know, there's growth, there's, there's richness to be had when we will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that we have to sit there in it, but to be conscientious of it is really helpful because I know for myself, I can definitely be the like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're having a hard time. Chin up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. moving on. Yeah. And yeah. that's not always what my kids need or my, you know, like sometimes it's about like, okay, like Aaron's really good at this and he's helped me a lot with getting better at this, but like, okay, but let's like, what's underneath that. Let's, let's like dig down a little deeper, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. to see like what's at the root of how we're feeling or what's going on because our feelings going back to like a Glennon Doyle, her book, the untamed, you know, our feelings are there for a reason what is it that they're trying to tell us, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so even though it can sometimes be inconvenient, it's, it's certainly they're there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So it's inconvenient, but that doesn't make it less important. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, one of the reasons I wanted to do this together, um, the three of us is because, um, well, yesterday, so yesterday, Nicole and I were texting about, you know, I was like, so do you know yet? Have you done it yet? <laughs> and I, she's like, well, it's between these two. And I'm sitting there texting, I'm like, bullshit. It is. You've always been a seven. I knew you were seven. Don't deny it. You're a seven. No, no. But that's horrible <laughs> because only you know your internal motivations. Yeah, but, yeah. um, I mean, I did the same thing to my husband and I was flat out wrong. But with you, I was like, okay, yeah, no, you're not a two. I love you. You're not a two. You are like, you are the poster child for a seven. I love it. But- <laughs> okay, but I would like to know, I would like to know when I was looking on the app and it was telling me like the descriptions uh-huh. and it said that my passion is for gluttony. So, so here's what that means. Can you explain that a little bit? Totally. Totally. So I was like, yeah, I do love food, but. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not really about that. What it basically, our, our sevens are, they want fun and they want good. So if a little is good, a lot is definitely better. So that's kind of that. Okay. Okay. I don't want to, I'm not saying this as a spiritual thing, but sort of the spirit of gluttony is like, there's never enough. Right. Like yeah. always more. I and died laughing when you said like the side of crab. 
Like, yes. <laughs> I was like, that is so me. I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, what I'm always like this better. You know, I want, <laughs> and yeah, I'll take crab add on for sure. Let's yeah. Be- give me that. Yeah. Give me the add on of guacamole every day. That's like, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. I'm extra. Yeah. <laughs> I've always extra. Yes, guacamole, that it's me too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So that's, that's kind of, to me, that's like a a metaphor for our sevens. Okay. They're the ones that are getting together with their friends and like, oh my God, you know what this, what this party could use right now is this, you know, and like, we should go do this awesome thing right now. Or like, (laughs) if you were, I don't know if you're a drinker, but like, let's do shots. Like we should definitely do shots. Like they are our yeah. fun ones um, <laughs> that are like always kind of what else could we do that would just make it better? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And at the party, I'm planning the next party. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That yes, that's so me. you see, you are. I told you you're the I am a cat. seven. This I'm is seven. the unfortunate situation. I feel like, and I am not alone in this. I have talked to other people who will agree with me who aren't even eights, but I feel like eight is the absolute worst type you can be. And seven is the best type. And it's, (laughs) I feel cheated in life that I cannot be the fun seven and I have to be the horrible challenger. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, we make life move forward. That's what I have accepted. That's right. What is eight? So what is eight? Okay. Oh, you're the challenger. You, okay, yeah. you do it. You, yeah. t- you tell so me. So eights are okay, the challenger. But... And, uh-huh. and it is hard. I will say female eights, I will add, I think probably have it the hardest because a guy that is like forceful, he might be considered in the workplace like a dick, but they're like, but he's uh-huh. a man, he's getting it done. Um, yeah. A woman that carries that same force and just like force of nature and like we get shit done and our advocates like our eights are the ones that are like, they make crap happen and they are advocates for the underdog and um, Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. But female eights are usually considered just a bitch. Like they're not, but like if they're in that same role as a man, that's the like, Oh, she's such a bitch is unfortunately typically more of that that they get instead of yeah. being seen as like, Oh, such a good leader, you know, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And so it, I it is the hardest, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you for validating my feelings. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think it's hard, but I like the more I'm becoming to like, the more I'm leaning into it and accepting it, the more I'm like, it's, you know what? It's okay. I don't know if this is true, but I would bet that, um, Elizabeth Warren is an eight. And so like just and the rap that she gets like or got on the political realm for for just being that bitch, that cold bitch. I'm like, oh, she's probably an eight, the poor gal. Um, <laughs> but I'm really one of the reasons I wanted to do this um, on the show is because I think in in us doing this together, Nicole Jean was like the differences that we bring that was one of the things we were most excited about and so Mm -hmm. for me to be that challenging blunt you know get it out there stir things up and then you just always come along with your sweet sevenly self and (laughs) it's it's so good yeah it is and and listen eights are amazing people and and I don't think that they're the worst I think 
most of us, when we start hearing all the negatives that we relate to, I think most people feel like, oh, the yes. only exception I probably will say is I don't think seven so much feel that, but most of us are like, <laughs> oh, God, it's so ugly and true. And oh, you know. Yeah. Nicole, do you have any questions for Nick about anything else? I have so many questions, but I feel like it could just be hours and hours. I, I had to order the books because I'm like, I've done enough. I've heard enough from Nick and I've heard enough, you know, and like the app is just enough, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I need this. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about how I'm really on a journey right now to, for a lot of reasons, but um, this seems like such a logical next step for me that I really... And I don't like to buy into crap like this. Like people have been talking about the Enneagram, Jen Hatmaker, or, you know, people have been talking about this for years. And I'm like, no, mm -mm, not doing it, not going there Um, for whatever reasons, but mostly because I don't like to jump onto overhyped bandwagons. That really annoys me. But um, like this, there's sometimes there's a reason that things are really popular or, and, and this feels like one of those things that's like, yep, this is really, it really is worth my time, my energy. Like it's, it really is something that's true that I, I need to invest in. So anyway, there'll probably be much more me talking about that journey on this show or whatever as time goes on, but anyhow. Yeah. I mean, and certainly it can be a party trick, right? It can be reduced down to like, oh, that's so funny. And, you know, some people will use it as a weapon, which I like makes me angry, but it's okay. Like you do you. Um, but, but I do think that if it speaks to you to embrace it, right? Like let, let it, let it, if it, if there's something that just sticks in there and to ruminate on it and to, you know, be able to grow from, I think is so powerful. And that's certainly how it's been for me. So Aaron, oftentimes, like, especially in the beginning, he would say like, oh, were we talking about our cult again for $25? You too can. (laughs) I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Well, you you are a good advocate for this because of the way you present it and the gentle way. And it's not a weapon. And it's whenever someone's passionate about something, it translates you know, yes. when you talk about it as a, in a, in a very positive way, which you yeah, definitely, definitely does with you. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, yeah. And have you, have you had the thoughts of like, Hmm, maybe I want to go into psychology or counseling or. So yeah, before I was a hairdresser, it was kind of the consideration. Do I want to go therapy or do I want to do hair? Um, and yeah. I ultimately decided to do hair and lo and behold, I get to do both because yes, I was yeah, say, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the, my reason I wasn't sure, and I actually had a friend that even said, are you sure you want to do, um, like counseling or therapy? I'm just worried that you aren't going to be able to let it go. Like, I think yeah. you're going to carry it for people and you're going to, that's going to be a struggle. And she was totally oh. right. That was the, actually the thing yeah. that I was like, yeah, actually, um, that's so Yeah. So it was helpful. It was really helpful that I had somebody to kind of ask some of those questions. Um, But yeah, hilariously enough, like I, um, my clients, I mean, they're my friends and we, most of them are people I see every four or six or eight or 12 weeks and we, you know, catch up on life and people are, you know, we text back and forth and, and it can get real. Like we, like I'm probably crying at my station at least once a day. (laughs) 
And sometimes yeah. it's super happy and sometimes it's just empathy and hard and, yeah. you know, but I feel really lucky that I get to do what I do. And I think that um, there's kind of a bigger picture in that and getting to be able to have this place in people's lives. I mean, more yeah. than once I've had people say like, you're the longest relationship I've had. Oh, <laughs> I love that. It's, it's really sweet. It's really, really sweet. And like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So um, funny you enough. The very, en- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say funny enough. The Enneagrams is actually has only added to that in a wonderful way. Like being able to understand. Um, I'm really good at reading people um, as far as like, oh, I want to be quiet. I don't want to talk or or, mm-hmm. you know, what a finding things to have in common and to talk about, like, that's, it's really natural for me. But and that's always been true, whether I had words for it or not. But um, learning that has the Enneagram has been really helpful in just understanding people more and being able to speak to some of those things, even on a deeper level, which has been cool. Yeah, I think you're skilled at what you do. Um, you know, like just practically, you're very skilled hairstyle. I, if I lived closer, I would never ever cheat on you, but I still have to come get a good haircut once a year or so to make sure you're so <laughs> staying <funny>. a good <laughs> hair. But um, I would never cheat on you. <laughs> Isn't it funny? That's how we feel with our hairdressers. It's well, so true. I, it is. I list tort because I can never find one I love. But anyhow. My point was, as much as practically you're skilled, I think receiving from you that care and that genuine pouring into and 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 caring about your clients, um, I, I mean, I'm sure if you gave terrible haircuts, they wouldn't come back. But <laughs> I'm sure that I really do think that there's just as much there, like. A few years ago when Ellie was um, coming out of a really dark time, she had dyed her hair black and she, um, you know, when she was ready to go back to herself, she, the one thing she was like, I want to go see Nicole and have her fix my hair. Like we had tried to have somebody else and she was, it was just a mess. And so she's like, I just want to go see Nicole. There's nobody else. There's nobody else that will understand why this is so important to me and make it Mm -hmm. work. And that quality in you, and I don't know if this, I mean, obviously it has to do with your personality, but it's also just such a deep caring quality in you that the person who told you that about being a therapist was right on because (laughs) I think it would would have killed you to like carry so much of that around because you do invest so deeply in the people around you. And so um, another reason why I think this, when you talk about the Enneagram or things like that, it is so profound is because there's such a deep caring behind it. Yeah. So um, I love you. And I'm so glad that you introduced this to me, but just the way that you did it has, has, I know made it more appealing to me than it would have other, would have been otherwise. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Nicole Jean, do you have any yeah. like any other questions or sub, you know, about this subject or whatever? Um, no, I'm just going to, I got to figure out how to get my husband to take the test. Yeah. Well, this, you just have to use He's sex not, bribery. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> is that, does that go along with sevens? <laughs> Amen, you like fun. Um, yeah, he's not big on 
um, self-help tests. Sure. <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out because I, 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 I don't know. Is yeah. he a processor? Like if he has something oh, going he's on? definitely a processor. A super processor. Does he seem to have a limited amount of energy? Like. Um, he's a worker. He's a okay. worker. He's a hard um, worker. Yep. Yep. Um, does he always wants to be on the go, right, Nicole? You've always. Said that? Yeah. Okay, he's no, a down, goer. Downtime. Okay. Yeah, he downtime is not good. So what um, happens with downtime? Like if he, whatever, does he just crawl the walls or does he? Nope, he watches TV and falls asleep. Okay. Because <laughs> so, he's so tired. Uh, right, well, I'm sure. Yeah, if he's going all the time. Is it <laughs> is it hard for him to get started again or is he pretty like up and at him and go? No, nope. He can get started again. Okay. He has a hard time figuring out his feelings, okay. what he's feeling. If he wants to learn about something, does he really delve in and like, want to, like, can he just go? No. Okay. Nope. But he does, he does kind of get a, I don't want to say obsessed with things. Like if it's something um, of interest, he will he will f- way focus on it to learn about it. Okay. Would you say? Yeah. I I'm just putting words in your mouth, but Yeah, no, I'm just saying like, okay, so if um, I don't know, like if something breaks around the house, like he's going to figure out how to fix it. He's okay. not going to ask for help. He's not going to he doesn't like to pull over and ask for directions. <laughs> uh, but that could just be a man thing. Right? Um, right. <laughs> Does he has a very strong personality, um but he's very private. Okay. Does he have perfectionistic sort of tendencies, do you think? I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out because like when it comes to our kids, yes. Okay. Like he he forgets sometimes that they're kids. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would say he kind of does when it, even like when it comes to himself, right. If, if it's not, if it's not done perfect or successful, he feels like a failure. Okay. Um, how is he with, uh, well, you said he's a strong personality. Is he fairly, how is he with like conflict? Does he, is he one to want to avoid he, it or is he one to yes, just go crazy? Yes. Okay. Nope. Nope. He would just, let's just move on and pretend it, you know. So would resentment um, be a, a word that you would use if, with like in relation to him at all? Um, and it's okay if not, or if, if you don't know. Yeah. He, he has a hard time forgiving. Okay. Um, like you screw him over. Yeah. Like, you're done. You're done. Like, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. See, that's why I'm telling you, he's kind of hard. Yeah. So is he pretty out there with his, like, if he's pissed, does he let you people know it or, or he'll yes. usually? Yes. Okay. Yep. I was thinking maybe a three. Uh-huh. Like so the one, the numbers that I think of when with all of these is I think possibly an eight, possibly a one or possibly a three. Those are the three that mm-hmm. kind of, I keep circling around that uh-huh. could be similar. So, I mean, I think you could even just kind of look at those. Um, yeah. The three, I will say the three, one of the pretty key indicators is they're pretty good with people. They can read a room and kind of give you what you want. As far as personality, mm-hmm. they can be a little um, shape shifty, sometimes a little salesman-y, 
or, um, mm-hmm. but really chameleon good. Yep. Of. Yep. Yep. And finding kind of, what did well, you say, Kelly? Like a chameleon. Oh, okay. And threes. Yeah. So they're not really going to be like, I am who I am. Get over it. Kind of people in a room. They're the ones that like, um, I mean, they're confident, but they mm-hmm. like, we, I have a friend that's also a three that says, I, and we laughed cause we have this in common. We like to find common points of connection with people. So we will okay. do that pretty quickly and find the thing we have a we have in common and we'll focus on that. Okay. Um, so that's a pretty consistent. And then threes also, though, will tend to cut corners for efficiency. Like, we just want to get it done. Even if it's not perfect, yeah. just get it done. So yeah. if, if that's not really... Sometimes that doesn't have to be all the time for, for a three. Some threes aren't like that, especially if they had a really perfectionistic parent or grew up uh-huh. where that wasn't okay, but it can definitely be a tendency. Um, but otherwise I would say, look at those three even and see if any of that registers. Okay. Yeah. The eight one and the three is the kind of ones that I feel like they're circled around a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to see in Cause I've like, I've tried to get him to do um, like the love language. Oh test. yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't want any part of it. No, He's like, Oh, He's like, I don't like those tests. <laughs> I know you don't. God, fine. <laughs> Feelings suck. Nobody wants to feel the feelings. Because oh, I, I start asking him all the questions. Like, and he doesn't want to read the test. He's like, you just do it for me. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, asking him the questions and he's like, God, when is this going to end? <laughs> Never. I'm like, just go with me. Come on, just do this with me. Well, this has been fun and enlightening and encouraging. All good yeah. things. All seven things. Yay. Like it. <laughs> Those are all my things. Yeah. Oh, Nicole, thank you. Nicole, Alan, thank you for being here with us yeah. and sharing all of your knowledge, but just being, having fun with us. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was super fun, and I hope it was helpful or interesting yeah Yeah. i think so nicole nicole jean do you feel enlightened and yes woman (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like i understand myself better you know and like i'm interested to know like more about other people too like well what are you like (laughs) yeah it helps you to be less critical and less judgmental and um you know, to understand the people, the people in your lives and yeah. why they function the way they do. And I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. Um, so a couple of things coming up, it's almost mother's day. You guys, I'm expecting like literally diamonds this year. <laughs> I, <laughs> someone better spoil me. Good. Well, good luck with year. that because all the stores are closed. So you're going to get it. We're going to get a little tap on the booty and a kiss on the cheek. That's about all. Probably. (laughs) Probably so. I told Jim, I'm like, well, Amazon shipping, like you're lucky to have it here by next week. So you better get on it. (laughs) You can get your gift from the grocery store or Lowe's. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Depot's open. Perfect. I did totally splurge and bought myself a Dyson vacuum, my first one ever. And I probably should call that my Mother's Day gift. But yeah. 
Oh, it is so exciting. So I guess I would take a gift from Lowe's because, oh, yeah, I it, would. I just got a river rock yesterday. So, yeah, well, I'll sorry. It. I'll take it. Um, but we are going to do something fun. I don't, I might have to edit this out if you haven't talked to the pegster, but I have. We, I have. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, for our Mother's Day episode, we are going to have the infamous Peggy Hamilton on with us, which Yay. is going to be. An insane hoot, and I it's cannot gonna be a blast. <laughs> Tell us she's gonna come here and do it with me in my car. I'm gonna cry. You are kidding. I me. haven't seen her. I have not seen her since February. Oh, <laughs> that's a long time. For me. That's a long time for me. Yes. Oh, no. I'm gonna hug her and hug her and hug her. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And then we're gonna also add on a little podcast with our girls. Ellie and Olivia. Yes, exactly. That was my next. So we're going to do the Pegster um, in a full episode. And then Nicole and I are going to bring on the girls as Mother's Day Part 2 episode. Um, So we'll have our normal Tuesday episode. And then on Mother's Day, we'll air um, a bonus fun time with our girls, which ugh, I'm so excited for that. I know. And our girls haven't seen each other since they were like in diapers, practically. Yeah. So they don't even know so each other. Funny to me and, but they also, they would get along so well. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's coming. And then the following week we're going to do, we're going to do like a listener okay. appreciation episode where we take information like um, emails and things like that that you guys have sent in and talk about some of that and just um, like spotlight on a few of our listeners who, anyway, it's going to be, I can't even get into all of it because it's still in the works, but it's going to be fun. A listener appreciation show and like a, it's been, oh my gosh, this is episode 13. So by then it's been 14 episodes of good times. So we'll have lots to kind of recap and talk about. So that's what's coming up. And I'm super excited for that. No more, no more Rona. No more Rona. (laughs) Done with the fucking Rona. So anyway, that's where we're going from here, but so looking forward to Mother's Day. And um, yeah, that's it. Thanks again, Nicole Allen, for being here. You are a peach. I love you. (laughs) Love you too.